Welcome to the Cal Current Podcast, presented by the Law Offices of Snell & Wilmer. This is a legal podcast that examines a variety of current legal issues that affect individuals and businesses here in California and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jeff Morton, a partner in the San Diego office of Snell & Wilmer. For this episode of CalCurrent, I will be discussing non-disclosure agreements. Non-disclosure agreements, which are otherwise referred to as NDAs or confidentiality agreements, protect the unauthorized disclosure of confidential information. NDAs are used in a variety of commercial contexts, but are especially prevalent when companies are undergoing business discussions, for example, in the merger acquisition context, and during technology development cycles when a company is attempting to further progress its technology. Today's episode will focus on a few do's and don'ts when it comes to NDAs. I will focus on three topics. Firstly, the important differences between one-way versus two-way NDAs. Secondly, the importance of properly defining key terms in the agreement, such as confidential information and purpose. Finally, I will discuss the term or duration of the agreement. NDAs generally come in two flavors, one-way NDAs or two-way NDAs. A two-way NDA is often referred to as a mutual NDA. A one-way NDA only protects the information going in one direction. If company A and company B enter into a one-way NDA, the only confidential information that will be protected will be the confidential information owned by company A. In contrast, a two-way or mutual NDA protects the information going in two directions. If company A and company B enter into a two-way NDA, the confidential information of both companies will be protected under the agreement. This leads me to underscore the importance of selecting the correct type of NDA for the appropriate situation. Oftentimes, there's a knee-jerk response by companies or their counsel to enter into a two-way NDA because it is fair for both parties to be bound by the same terms of confidentiality. In this context, fairness may not be the appropriate guidepost for making such a decision. Rather, it's important to look at the factual circumstances to determine whether confidential information will actually be disclosed by both parties or just one. And oftentimes, it is only one party who will be disclosing the confidential information. To be fair, there are many times when a two-way NDA makes sense. For example, if two technology companies are looking at combining their independent technologies to create a joint venture, it's highly likely that both parties will disclose aspects of their independent technologies such that they can determine whether the joint venture is viable. In such circumstances, a two-way NDA would be entirely appropriate. However, contrast this situation with one where a biotech company is looking to hire a senior level employee to manage their research team. Under these circumstances, there's a reasonable possibility that the company would need to disclose some of its confidential information in order to determine whether the individual has the ability to carry out the requirements of the job. In this situation, it's unlikely that the individual would actually need to disclose any of his or her confidential information, and as such, a one-way NDA would generally be more appropriate. In this example, it would also be beneficial if the company enters into a one-way NDA so that it can avoid the possibility that it receives confidential information from the individual that it's looking to hire. This is especially important if the individual is or was employed by a company competitor. In summary on this point, a key to preparing and negotiating NDAs is to look at the specific factual circumstances that relate to the legal need. If a two-way NDA is required because a commercial transaction is being considered, fine. But if the facts push towards a one-way NDA situation, consider that approach instead.
As with all legal agreements, definitions are important and should not be treated as boilerplate. Two definitions that play an important role in NDAs are the terms confidential information and purpose. Let's look at the term confidential information, which is at the core of the entire agreement. Frequently, the definition of confidential information consists of overly broad boilerplate language that includes all information shared between the parties and only excludes information that is demonstrated to be non-confidential. Oftentimes, the definition has little crossover with the situation at hand. For example, in biotechnology-related NDAs, I've often seen definitions for confidential information that cover a company's source code and object code while remaining silent on important nucleotide and amino acid sequences. In this example, this is highly problematic if the whole purpose of the transfer of confidential information relates to the disclosure of these important nucleotide and amino acid sequences. One approach that can be taken in the appropriate circumstances is to draft separate definitions for each party. For example, if one party is intent on disclosing certain technical information, whereas the other party is focused at disclosing manufacturing information, these circumstances may call for two separate definitions. By customizing the definition of confidential information for each party, the NDA may be better suited for the transaction contemplated by the parties. The term purpose is also an important term in an NDA. It reflects the underlying reason for which the parties are exchanging the confidential information. Oftentimes, the term purpose is overly broad. For example, it might state that the purpose is to evaluate future business arrangements. This broad definition may be appropriate in a one-way NDA when using such broad language can be beneficial to the sole disclosing party. However, this same broad definition can be problematic under a two-way NDA because its broadly defined term could impose unnecessary obligations on both parties. As such, in two-way NDAs, it's very important to craft the definition of purpose so that it is limited to the true purpose of the discussions between the parties. For example, a purpose could be to evaluate a joint venture that involves certain specified U.S. patents and the disclosures contained in those patents. As such, we return to a common theme here, which is to draft definitions of confidential information and purpose that reflect the factual circumstances at hand. I'm now going to turn to the term or duration of the NDA. As with boilerplate definitions, taking a one-size-fits-all approach to the duration of an NDA is generally not recommended. When selecting an appropriate term, it is important to consider the format of the agreement, the time period during which the parties will share information, and the nature of the confidential information at issue. Form NDAs may include a perpetual term regardless of whether the obligations of confidentiality are unilateral or mutual. Under a perpetual term, the obligation of confidentiality lasts for as long as the information remains confidential. A perpetual term can be a boon for the disclosing party in a one-way NDA, but it can create a perpetual burden for any party that receives such information. This burden could be administrative, requiring companies to maintain records of decades-old agreements. This burden can also be substantive, potentially hamstringing the company in due diligence and derailing future transactions. There can also be issues related to the enforceability of perpetual agreements in certain jurisdictions. More typically, selecting a defined period of time for the term of the agreement is appropriate. The question is, how much time? The answer, not surprisingly, lies in the facts that surround the parties. If the parties intend to share information over a short period of time, then a shorter term, perhaps one year, would be appropriate. If the relationship between the parties is ongoing, then having a term that covers the duration of that relationship is appropriate. When considering an appropriate term for the NDA agreement, it is important to think of other considerations such as patent filing strategies, 
where there are certain time constraints based on disclosures. As such, when the confidential information may result in patent filings, having a term of at least two years is generally appropriate so that it can cover the 18-month confidentiality phase of most standard patent filings. Having taken you through a few points to consider in the world of NDAs, now is a good time to review your company's standard form NDAs to ensure that they are fully customizable to the factual circumstances at hand. The firm of Snow and Wilmer has significant experience in all aspects of technology-related transactions, including the preparation and negotiation of NDAs, and our attorneys will be pleased to answer any questions that you may have. With that, we've come to the end of this episode of CalCurrent, and I've been your host, Jeff Morton. I appreciate your time, and if you have any questions or comments about the topics covered in today's episode, please email me at jmorton at swlaw.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CalCurrent, a weekly podcast navigating California's legal landscape, brought to you by the law offices of Snell & Wilmer. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss? Please feel free to send us your topics to calcurrent at swlaw.com. Be sure to check out our website for more episodes and information about this podcast. We can also be found on all major social media platforms at SWLaw News. Thank you, and until next time.